Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Um, uh, uh, there we go. Now, now you've right. got you, you've got your microphone on. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I've got mine on too, just in case. Great, you're it's yeah. good. It's Excellent. a good start. It's going it's well. It is a good start. All right, pause. Hello and welcome. This is episode 176 of the, of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. For too much talking, the pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anna, and I'm joined this week, for, fresh for 22, by a man who has uh, you know, been, he's been on the, on the rat search. I've seen him on Gumtree. I've seen him on, uh, on eBay, uh, just, trying to, just trying to sell uh, sell rat tests to unsuspecting humans. But turns out that they actually look a little bit more like they've been uh, canine heartworm tests and, uh, and, and feline, uh, feline AIDS tests. But, you know, as long as you, people swab their nose and put it in there and get a blue line, they've been happy. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. How are you, Robbie? Yeah, very, very yeah. well, thank you. The very elusive rat tests, eh? the rapid antigen tests in, uh, that are a big talking point around, certainly around uh, Melbourne. Yes. Uh, as rare, rare as hen's teeth, aren't they? But uh, you reckon you reckon you could just put off you know, a palmer off as a heartworm or a parvovirus test, you think, might, might well, be the go? Quite possibly. And I mean, you know, certainly with those, there, there always seems to be plenty of times where I've run those tests and never actually come up with a positive on them. So, you know, so much, much, much like a lot of the rat tests. So it probably wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be any less uh, sensitive or specific in the end. But um, uh, we, um, I, when we got you know, back before, you couldn't get them. Uh, so so we're, we're recording this in you know, Jan- January 2022. It's been a red hot minute since we've, since we've gotten together. And so much has happened in the world and yet here we are and everything's still the same, but um, yeah, our, uh, our practice manager, Lynn, she, uh, she managed to find five of them and she, and I put them up in the cupboard. I said, just don't, just don't put them near all the, all the heartworm tests and things. They look too damn similar. We don't <laughs> want to be losing any of these rat tests. We've got to try and keep them under lock and key just in case. Yeah. Well, I had a, uh, had, um, uh, some neighbours down the street, actually, they all got, uh, uh, they two of them got COVID in the house and then there was a third person in the house as well. And, uh, and interesting, they, uh, they did a rat test on the third person, a couple of them, and then one day there was a faint line, very faint, oh, right. very faint positive line. Yes. Um, and then they decided that they did one the next day and it wasn't positive, so the, the person sort of went off to... to um, to work, uh, you know, thinking that uh, that they weren't positive, and Deb very rightly said to me, "Well, that's true, but um, uh, you're only, you can be uh, you can't be only just a little bit pregnant, correct? So correct. Pretty well likely to be a positive, maybe a false positive, but uh, I thought yeah. that's a very good way of looking at it. You know, if if it's positive, it's, yeah, you probably are pregnant." We've we've got a ten year old that was um a very only a faint line, so I'm pretty sure that that was still a a a positive test. Uh, you know, 10, 10, 10 years and nine months ago. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, only only a little bit pregnant. So only only a little bit. So um, have you had many uh, many issues at work with uh, people uh, missing because of uh, because of COVID? positive results or, or being a, a receptionist contacts? Had, a receptionist got COVID. Uh, so she was off for 
Uh, and we were, there was a sort of group that worked with her when maybe she was infectious, but no one caught it from her. Uh, one of our vets was a close contact. Um, or, uh, his girlfriend got it, I think. Um, so you've had a few people in and out. Um, I've been off work for, for, for a couple of weeks, which is nice, just having a nice little break. Um, but um, yeah, how about you guys? You've been affected? We- yeah, we, we had the um the 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 classic twenty uh, something post uh, post New Year's Eve, Year's Eve um, yes. co- COVID test positive. Um, yes. but I was just lucky that the way that New Year's felt this year, uh, the way that New Year's fell this year, that we then had three days afterwards um, after New Year's before we were due back to work again, which meant that uh, the, the the vet nurse was actually testing positive. Uh, like, or she was getting clinical signs before she was due to come back to work, yeah, so she didn't actually. Right come to work and spread it to anyone um and uh and yet one of our vets had um his brother was out and got exposed at a new year's eve party because then three of his mates went down and then his brother went down and so he and his parents had to had to isolate too so so yeah in the, that first week of january we were um a nurse down and a vet down and trying to work out oh how the how the hell is this going to happen yeah and and you always catastrophize yeah and yeah and we heard about other other clinics where people had yeah multiple vets, multiple nurses that were, that were knocked out and really, really handled. But touch wood, we're actually really lucky. Like, you know, we've still managed to avoid a lot of the, um, the, the staffing disruptions, which has been good. So, cause I mean, work, work's been busy as I imagine yours will have been as well, but trying to deal with that when you're short staffed is just makes life even worse. Yeah. Well, I think a couple of emergency centers shut cause they couldn't, couldn't get staffing as well. So it's certainly, certainly that was around Christmas time. So, but I think, I think they're back and running now as well. So yeah, it's amazing that, um, you know, that, that it's, it's, uh, it's sort of finally affecting us in Australia, I guess, you know, we've been lucky for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's still just that thing of just trying to, trying to do the right thing and trying to conform to what the current legislation is. And, you know, it's a, where we don't have the, 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 as rapid changing things as far as dictating what we have to do in the clinic. I mean, we're still, mm. we're still having people coming into the consult rooms, but only one person and, everyone's masked and you know we ask that everyone's vaccinated but you know i mean in the end now there's no stipulation on saying whether you do or don't or anything like that we're just trying to trying to manage things as as best as we can and um as as we were saying even early on in the pandemic anything works until it doesn't work you know so you know we've been we've been lucky things have gone along well but you know there's i know there's people out there that have been trying to do the right things and and things have gone badly and people that have been doing flat out the wrong things and they have not been affected by it whatsoever mm, mm, yeah i think uh certainly new years mate there must be a lot of a uh, lot of policemen and women out there with COVID. i think with uh the classic uh kissing a cop at new years i think no, oh have, that's still a thing the, is it the super spreaders i think with the 20 the somethings you know why wow. wouldn't it still be a thing i mean i, I haven't been out with the the young twenties, but I imagine it probably is still a thing. Kiss a many of them, of many, many, many of them running around and yeah, just, just kissing the police. Maybe, maybe as long as they do it through like a like a glove or through an N95 mask or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's okay. If we, if we do have any uh, any first responder listeners out there, welcome. And uh, maybe just let us know whether or not you were getting many you know, many people coming and trying to spread their COVID on you on New Year's Eve, or or were you kissing through a 
a glove, as Robbie says. Yes, it's an interesting concept. We might delve into that later. <laughs> I had a um, I had a uh, a lady come in for a consult the other day. Talk about sort of some um, isolation and that sort of thing. And um, and you know, we only have one owner, one pet, sort of in in consult with us at the moment. And uh, sort of with the lady and did a full examination on her dog and checking out. And I think uh, I'm, I'm unsure. Uh, this uh, I can't sort of remember why, but we decided that perhaps we run some bloods on her dog. You know, just. Uh, maybe it was a geriatric dog and we just want to check everything was okay and i mean my preference usually is is i do prefer to take bloods in the consult room with the owner present if i can mm. which is a bit harder with covid and we've got small consult rooms so often um often if i can i'll even get the owners to hold their pet if possible if it yeah, seems right. like it's a it's a uh, usually a dog really a cat mm. uh that will uh be amenable to just a, a gentle lift of the head or something like that and i can sort of do everything else and but I felt this owner perhaps wasn't so capable of of holding the dog, so I thought, um, you know, I'll get Shelley, the nurse, to come in, come and help us. So, um, so you know, Shelley's got got the dog in position and and holding onto the um the the dog, and 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 we're all sort of set up and we're all masked up and everything, and I just just about to sort of you know put the needle in to take the bloods, and just over my shoulder I hear very faint, "You are my sunshine." Oh. My only son. Nice. You make me happy. Did you leave your phone not on silent? Did you leave Skies your phone are on? Gray. And you, you, you think that you can't tell people's facial expressions and they've got a mask on. But I'll tell you what, me and Shelly were just looking at each other. You know, what's going on? The owner was over my shoulder watching me yep. just singing gently. To their pet, just serenading. You are my sunshine. I mean, Shelly with a mask on, oh, you can hide a certain amount, but gee whiz, trying to hold the laughter in. It was just, and I, I was shaking. I couldn't, couldn't get a needle into the vein. I was like, just trying to hold it in. It was, it was incredible that, I mean, I've just never had that before. It's just a, just a moment where you just, it's all silent. Good dog. You're chatting to the dog. Shelly's yep. chatting to the dog, giving it a scratch. You are my sunshine. Did it help though? Like, did it did it have a calming influence? I mean, obviously, you and you and Shelly started getting the giggle jitters, <laughs> but yeah, it was at least the dog sitting still because you, you might be onto something here, Lewis. Like, this might be a, uh, you know, maybe may, maybe something that that, that certain, uh, you know, wireless Bluetooth speakers might be able to, you know, help to uh, help to try and calm down <laughs> animals while they're while they're having blood tests taken. I see, I see where you're going with that. There's a man with a hat. You think it could be in the room, possibly just, just doing a little, maybe a little tap dance while with his Bluetooth speaking. You are my sunshine. But in classic my style, I um, I did have to then start a bit of commentary of going. Oh, that seems to really be working quite well to come right. down, you know, just to kind of egg Shelly because I could see it really holding it in heavily. Yes, um, and I was like, oh, that seems to be really keep going. Oh, he really likes this song. It really seems to calm him down. You know, often give him a little tickle on his tummy and helps him to go to sleep. I was like, well, yeah, that's every anything that helps. Absolutely. That's uh, uh, let, let's get that going and see if we can get Shelly to actually laugh. Yes. <laughs> So there you go. Sorry, mate. I, I, yeah. I have to leave the room now because I'm, I'm 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 a little bit worried about how 
how, how close these contacts are. Yeah, it's a, it's when you when you see that grimace, the grimace look under the under the mask. That's when you know that something's going on. If something's not actually causing any pain, um, so we had um, you know, we we're talking um, uh, earlier about what we've been what we've been doing lately, and so you've been away, and I've actually had a week off work as well, which has been great. So yeah, off off air off air off air yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so we uh, we we got ourselves a camper van, and so we went Ooh. camping with Rosie. Um, for for, uh, for this last little trip, so we um so first made maiden voyage of the uh of the, of the camper van, and um so we had Rosie, you know, so Rosie when she's here she sleeps in her bed, and we thought, oh, you know, she'll she'll be right, she'll sleep in the in the van, that'll be all right. Um, the only thing is though, so when where we were, so we we're out in um out in uh, East Gippsland, so around area where where there could potentially be ticks, and so um, ninety Christine, mile beach, ninety, 90 mile, mile beach, beach down there. Yep. yes, yeah, beautiful um, part of the world, so, lovely. So Christina said, um, oh, now just make sure you bring uh, grab, grab a, a tick a tick hook, and I was like, oh, I was wasn't that much of a rush just to try and get out of where I completely forgot to get the tick hook. I said, but look, I bought some. I bought some of this stuff to, you know, a, a flea treatment that does uh, the three month flea treatment that does ticks as well. And she went, "Who's not a sponsor? No, 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 not no, a sponsor. So I won't mention it. No, no. we will not mention and, and, it." And she said, "Didn't you give her that like four or five weeks ago?" I go, "Oh yeah, I did. Oh well, maybe we'll just hang on to that one for next time." You know, oops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, at least I bought that home ready to go. Anyway, so um, so we're in the um in this little camper van. So we, so two two adults, two kids, and and Rosie. And it took us a little while trying to get her try, trying to work out where the um her, her her comfortable place was um for her sleeping. So we had her up on one of the beds initially in her little sleeping bag that we reviewed. Yeah, you know, a few yeah you know, a few episodes. Yes, ago. yeah, we do um, remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, Head and back so, to episode eighty four where we reviewed it. Something like that. Yeah, it might have been that long ago. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been around around March of last year, I think. So, um, right. anyway, so so we um so she was sleeping in that. That's all okay. The hard thing was though was that you know I mean so I we probably should have been looking for ticks with her a little bit more than what we should have been, but we knew she had some prevention. And the good thing is, she's a whippet, so she's short head. Like how people manage to try and sort of comb her. Like I saw people um going around with border collies and things like that. Like oh. Oh, man, that would be mm. such a nightmare trying to keep an mm. eye on those dogs for ticks. It'd be a pain in the bum. Um, but uh, there are a couple of times where we we found her because um, we're sort of there's a bit of bushland around nearby, and yeah, you know, we'd be in the camper van doing stuff, and then suddenly we go, "Hang on, where's the dog? Where's Rosie? Rosie, come!" So all of a sudden she's come, sort of wandering out of the bush, going, "Oh, oh yeah, what's going on? Okay, right, come here. We'll start having a flick around. Yeah, now everything's all looking okay. This is all good." Um, but uh, yeah, it went, worked all right with her. She didn't like going up the step though, so she went from from the from the ground she'd have to try and jump up because there's a little stainless steel step and yeah. i don't think i don't think she liked the feel of the step on her feet so she'd sort of jump all the way up into the all the way up into the camper but uh, question yeah. Uh, yeah was it see-through step so it was a see-through yeah, step yes yeah. pets don't like that if they're not used to it they uh right. they don't appreciate that the actual step there i think it's a bit of an issue sometimes right yeah. oh, that's a that's a great tip because we were going to look at getting because our people we went camping with them you know they've they're not on their maiden voyage so they so they had all the uh all, all the toys they all had, the accoutrements they, yes and the stuff mm. as well as the accoutrements <laughs> um they had um uh, the like this sort of artificial turf that they had on the on oh, the yeah. steps just yeah. so it helps to sort of clean your feet as you go in and christina went, oh that'll work great with rosa we have that on there and she'll jump up no problems but we might have to get one to actually sort of flip down to cover over that um that gap you reckon that might be well, the, that might be maybe, the key. maybe at home just uh you know set it up 
put the step down and then put some cardboard backing on the step, see if she likes it then. Might be a little tip to see see if that works. So good chat. What a what a what a great, you know. So there you go. Camping. Excellent. Two two vets talk pets with and camping. Excellent. I had another owner actually the other day came in a little bit of a funny story. They um they they were in there with their Vizsla. Oh yes, so a larger dog, of course, and uh, and uh, a consult dog dog was pruritic, so uh, itchy, itchy a lot, yeah, itchy all over. So, of course, um, being a bigger dog, you know, I I didn't say the owner put it on the table. I thought, all right, I'll examine it on the floor. Um, and you know, so the dog's on the on the floor, and um, and sort of I'm discussing with the owner the condition, and uh, um, and I'm down on my hands and knees, and uh, you know, hands and knees, bum up, head down under the dog, you know, sort of running my fingers along the along its tummy, trying to see. In, you know, in, in its armpits area where, you know, and I've said, I've said to the owner, you know, I'm down there looking, looking up at the dog and I've said to the owner, um, you know, um, where's the, where's the dog, you know, where's the dog itchy? And she's gone to me, um, um, is he oh, in the living room, um, on his bed, yep. um, on the couch, um, Right. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So that's that's not, that's that, where he is you. liking to itch, but where, where <laughs> on his body exactly? <laughs> that was a close. I've never had that before. It was the moment where I just went, "Is there something wrong with my communication? Is there is there something I'm not? Is there something I'm not doing? I mean, is it is the fact that I'm not looking at your dog's tummy and searching all over for for areas of dermatitis? Was yep. there was there something, or or perhaps some? Um, Perhaps we're just a little bit vacant today, and off with the off with the fairy. So, and unless she had a you know, some sort of a, a an issue with calling certain parts of the body, you know, the groin or the armpit, oh. maybe maybe to her, you know, the groin is the living area, you know, and maybe the maybe the armpit is the bedroom, oh, you know. Like so she'd been raised to call those parts, you know, little pseudonyms because we didn't want to say penis or groin. Yes, yes, yes. right. And, so, and so, so there's sometimes where he sort of licks around the edge of the toilet. <laughs> the couch is what he sits on. Yes, licks licks around the couch a little bit. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes he shakes his speakers. <laughs> you know? And the kitchen is itchy around the kitchen, which is like the mouth area where he eats. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, got this, he's got this smell coming out of his headphones. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. maybe. So, 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 there's that too. Maybe your communication is fine, and the and the issue is just uh, lay, lays with the owner's upbringing, and oh, and you're well, and you're absolutely fine. I think a lot did lie with the owner because that was sort of owner that came in, forgot a mask. Number oh, one. right, no, okay. I and I haven't got a mask. And number two, dog not on a lead. Right. So, sort of a bit one of those. Wow, well, a classic mm. faux pas, and then a 2022 faux pas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's like no, it doesn't need a lead. Well, yes, it does need a lead. It, it, it does. It, it, mm. it actually does need a lead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Does need a lead. Yeah, yes. yeah. See that sign at the front where it says all dogs must be on leads and all cats must be, uh, <laughs> yeah, must carrier. be in, a, in a carrier. Yeah. yeah. You see, you kind of do need it. Oh no, but not my dog. My dog's no. fine. My dog's fine. Yeah, my dog's yeah. fine. Never gets hit by a car until it does. Well, and and I've actually been been telling people about that story. Repeat. Like I had someone go. Oh yeah, I think I think the um this this extender lead. I think I probably should get mm. a new. One. I said, "Oh, you definitely should." And let me tell you a terrible story. Oh, yeah, horrible you know, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, that was a couple um, episodes ago. Anyway, and, and speaking of um of, of puppies and things too, um and you know, not necessarily segue. Anyway, great, um, great segue. I mean, we weren't awesome really segue. talking about puppies at all. So it's, but, it's it's but been a while. If we, if we had been talking about puppies, have you got any stories about puppies, Robbie? <laughs> 
So um, I think we've spoken previously about the uh, about the Anderton family succession planning of uh, you know, with knowing that Rosie, you know, with her with her with her uh, cancer treatment and things that, ears that, listening that yeah, there are ears listening. So I'm trying to be as uh, as as obtuse as possible. Yeah, he's he's listening with his headphones. Um, so uh, so we're. So yeah, we've we put our name down um, on a waiting list with Rosie's breeder to get ourselves a new little whippet puppy, and we got uh, we got word two days ago that the that the litter has landed. So, Ooh, yeah. that's very exciting. So we haven't we haven't found out yet where we are on the waiting list as to whether or not these puppies are actually uh, you know what one is going to have our name on it. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll find out soon. That's exciting. So I think last time a listener would know that um, last time we chatted, you were talking, were you talking a Weimarana or a Vizsla? Oh, a Vizsla. We, we were thinking a Vizsla. Vizsla. Yes. yes. And yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, I don't know if we talked about it off air or on air, but anyway. Uh, no, we were thinking about talking about it on air and, and you made um, made, made the, the, the look under your, on your face much the same as what uh, you were making under your mask when you know, the, the owner was singing, You, uh, are, you are My, my Sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> My only, only usually it's me that sings on here, man. Not yeah, you. I know. I just you know? I'm, I'm in the moment. I've been but working on that for eight weeks since we last recorded. I mean, you've been hitting, hitting that falsetto perfectly, mm. perfectly. Mm. Um, hitting the pitch hard. Um, so yeah, we've um, so wow. So, so we're, we're waiting to see uh, whether or not. So they were born two days ago. So there could be a chance that in Ooh. six to eight weeks that then we might need a, uh, an extra sleeping bag in the camper trailer the next time we go, we go camping. So that Fantastic. might be, uh, Fantastic. Might That's be exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. So girl or, uh, a girl or boy? Uh, well, I think from the, uh, I think the um, Christina and Camille are angling angling for a girl. Um, yep. So, so, so there is a chance cool. that um, yeah, that we'll get a get a girl. But um, so the the mix, all the, and it's four girls and four boys. So it's a straight down the line mix. So, so you never know what. Uh, well, I guess we're if we're on the list, then I guess we're a 50-50 chance of getting a girl or a boy. But anyway, we'll see. Fantastic, Matt. That's that's awesome, and we might actually um. Put a first photo on Instagram or Facebook in about six months. <laughs> six, six. If we had a cute months, puppy pick, you'd be able to Oh, absolutely! Pick. It'll yeah. be everywhere. Definitely, definitely. And of course, a uh, big thank you to Zilkeen, big supporter Ab- of the podcast. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us about Zilkeen for a sec, Lewis? Oh well, it's a mild anxiety lowering medication. Um, we often use it for um, for cats and dogs, perhaps if they're going on a trip or travelling. Or there's a move of house, maybe. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll use it for uh, cats or dogs if if their owners are a bit a bit reluctant to maybe trial some medication, maybe for like an anxiety problem or separation anxiety or or something like that. So we might try some Zilkeen first just to see um, if that'll help, and then if that sort of well, rarely does it ever not help. But if it didn't help, then we might might go. You know, it might put them on the path of, uh, of going down, down some medication. So big thank you to Zilkeen. Oh, and absolutely. Also, I, I agree with all of that, Lewis. I, I completely concur. Big thank you to Delicate Care as well, mate. Absolutely. Delicate Care, Australian made, Australian owned, and uh, and as much Australian source for ingredients as possible. Made in the People's Republic of Western Australia and then shipped everywhere around Australia out of an export quality factory, Lewis, if you don't mind, that, uh, that ex- been, been exporting food out into Asia for many, many years. But Delicate Care is their premium Australian brand. And oh my goodness, what some options they've got there. They've got the uh, the dental diet, the skin and stomach diet, which is good for dogs. 
dogs with upset guts and uh, and skinny shoes. Um, they've got the uh, so it's a novel protein in there for both the dogs and the cats. Mobility support and weight management. Now there has been some issues, Lewis. I don't know if you know of certain other uh, availabilities of diets um, uh, that that get shipped in over the, um, the the wide blue expanses of this uh, of this wonderful uh, planet. Uh, but delicate care, it is in stock. So yes, so, so there so are unlike there are those other brands. Yeah. I don't like the, those other brands like, uh, you know, the toilet paper, the rat tests and other brands of dog f- uh, pet food. Yes. Often issues, not with delicate care. Can not always, with delicate yep. care. Excellent. Perfect. Delicate uh, care, you know it's there. Oh, mate. Wow. Is this the new... Is this a new slogan? Look, I don't, I don't want to go out on a limb, Lewis, and start writing copy for them. But if they do want to use it, it, yeah. is, it is their delicate it's there. care. It's there. Very yep. good. Excellent. Delicate care. It's always there. You know it's you, there. You know it's there. You know it's there. Right. You know it's there. And we also know that our Patreon supporters are there. And I must say, uh, they are a very resilient bunch because we haven't been... <laughs> We haven't recorded for a while. We've we've had a bit of a hiatus with lots of things going on. So yes, must say thank you very much to those Patreon people who stuck with us, and and I suppose the, our sponsors as well. But we've got it. We have we have got a new Patreon supporter. We've got oh. Micah Garinga from New Zealand has come on board. So thank you, big shout out to to Micah. Uh, much much appreciate. We will uh, we, ha- we we'll have to send a, a sticker over New Zealand. So um. Uh, I'll be getting onto that next week. So hopefully Absolutely. Some stickers in the mail for you. There's no embargo on, on mailing across the, uh, across the, 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 the straight there. You know, they're still happy for letters and things like that to get there. I think they've been I a little bit so. funny with human humans spreading around. Yes. But- yes. No, we're not allowed to go over there. So, but, um, but certainly big thank you to, to Micah. Much, much appreciated. And thank you to everyone else, our Patreon supporters, uh, like I said, we um, we had a bit of a hiatus, and it's, it's great to to know you still support us and know that uh, we're doing our best to get back on track again, aren't we? New year, new me, new delicate care, new you, 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 you. Yeah, it's there. You, new you. Me. Well, that's what they say. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention about it being the new you, but I do. Lo- I do love what you've <laughs> done with the place, though. So yeah, yeah, new new everything. So, Excellent. All righty, mate. Now, you got something in the news this week? I do. So this is from uh, ABC on the Sunshine Coast. It's a story, Lewis, that I don't, um, you know, I, I'm happy to read about, but not something that I, I would be necessarily the brave person like what this uh, this individual covering in this story was. Um, so this is from, um, from Meg Bolton and Jennifer Nichols. Stranger saves Panda, the puppy, from Python's jaws at Sunshine Beach. So, oh. yeah. Oh. How's wow. that? How's that as clickbait? It's like, whoa! Python I got Sunshine I'm, Beach. Wow! Got to see what's going on here. Yeah. So, a quick-thinking stranger who jumped a fence to save a puppy from the jaws of a python has been praised for his unflappable effort. Nothing about being unflappable with the snake, because you know they don't have arms to flap. So, you know, so I thought I thought that was a little, you know, a little armist um, of the of the journalist <laughs> there. But anyway, um, Sunshine Beach resident uh, Sarah Douglas says that without Stuart Brazier, her four-month-old English Staffy may not have survived its encounter with a two and a half meter snake. Ms. Douglas was about to leave home early this week when she heard a commotion in her backyard and found Panda, the puppy, being suffocated by a panda. I opened the door and panda I Panda being suffocated by a panda or by a snake? By a, by a snake. Yes, good. Yes, but being suffocated by the python. Because we don't have pandas in Australia. 
No, I believe. So it would be difficult if the puppy was being called Panda. That would be yeah. a, a bit of a, a bit of a coincidence that Panda was being suffocated by a panda. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, we don't have pandas at Sunshine Beach. We don't have pandas. Uh, if I if I get the timing of this right, it's a panda. Panda the puppy was suffocated by a python. Right. Ah, right? oh, the peas. It, yes. it, it was. It wasn't a a python called puppy that was being suffocated by a panda. Right. No. 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 The python puppy, wasn't called panda. Puppy panda python. Right. Yes. Very good. Okay. You can't you can't think of a good word of um there that means to stop breathing that starts with a P, can you? So I can just get get four of them going on there. I'll leave you to I'll leave you to work on that while I continue to read the article. Panting. Panting. Uh yeah, it doesn't I don't, <laughs> you know, asphyxiation doesn't really work in there. Um I opened the door and I looked down the side of the house and I could see this, just see this huge snake coiled around her. You could barely see any dog. It was coiled around so tight. I've got Miss, it. Miss Douglas. I've got, I've got yep, it. Yep, what is it? What is it? Pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a yep. P. That's yep. a P. Yeah. Panda yeah. gave the python, gave Panda the dog pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. There you, you go. There's a P. You Steve Bradbury yourself into that one, mate. You know, there's no, no other, no other winning contestants. So the only one standing like, I got a gold medal for, for the uh, 1.5 kilometer walk and little ass for that. I was the only one that turned up for it. So Very that's the nice. same as your P, you know, P pneumonia word. There you go. Very so you, nice. you, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my, um, my little, my under nines, little ass gold medal. Um, uh, Miss Douglas said she went into panic mode and tried to call people for help while taking her other dog out of harm's way. I grabbed a plastic mop and thought maybe I could wedge it in between the snake and the dog. Then all of a sudden this guy scales the back fence and he grabs a snake's head and wedges a hand in between where the snake is Ooh. coiling around my dog's neck. Oh, scales of fence. Interesting. Interesting. Scale, scale, another, another, scales another fence, I, I, I yeah. missed that one as a snake mm, pun as well. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. He's standing there again, having a go at the snakes. It's got no legs and he's got the snake head in one hand and he's trying to pull the coils apart with the other. Right. Yep. Can yeah. picture that. I thought the puppy was a goner. Miss Douglas said the snake was biting the puppy on the face as it constricted Ooh. its whole body around the small dog. I thought the puppy was a goner for sure. I thought there was no coming back from that, Miss Douglas said. Amid the chaos, Miss Douglas called Sunshine Coast snake catchers Stuart McKenzie, who talked the pair through how to handle the snake. So the neighbor's holding the snake head and the dog, and I've grabbed the tail of the snake and just started unwinding the snake, she said. I'm just fighting against every impulse to throw this thing. Eventually, we get the coils off the snake, but the fangs were still left on my dog's face. So I had to spend a lot of time actually trying to pull the fangs off my dog's head, which was just awful. Yes, I imagine it was. <laughs> that sounds awful. terrible. Pulling fangs of a oh. python out of your puppy called Panda. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Wow. After the wrestle, Miss Douglas went inside to get a pillowcase and quilt to cover uh, and a quilt oh. cover to keep the reptiles safe until the snake catcher arrived. Oh, sorry. I thought she was going to have a little lie down. She's a little, just a bit, no. Just a little nap nap. Yeah, just a little yeah. nap. Yeah, a pillow. Fair pillow enough. And a, and, a, and, a, and a duvet. Just yes. have a little nap after little nap. the snake. A little, a little bit of Zilking just to help to relax you yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. That was the most terrifying part. The gentleman that came to save the day was standing there with a head and tail in one hand of this long, long snake. Right. Yep. I, I can't see anything wrong with that. No, I got a duvet cover as well because I thought it's a big thing. 
She said she could not have imagined what would have happened without Mr. Brazier, who was staying at an Airbnb next door. I thought in my mind, that's dad energy. He must be a dad, he said. She said what? he was just unflappable. Do you have dad energy that makes you want to wrestle a snake and pull dad. its bangs? Dad energy. Dad energy. I got a dad bod. Yes. Dad yeah, yeah. energy. What? My, my dad that? energy. Oh, is that what? That's when he got the pillow on the duvet and he had a little nap. Right. Yes. Dad yeah, energy. yeah. Well, just dad when the energy. action was happening, yeah. As you say, my, my dad energy is usually me falling asleep on the couch after watching Cobra Kai. Exactly. Um, oh, halfway through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so snake catcher Stuart McKenzie said, Miss Douglas and Mr. Brazier did a great job in rescuing the dog while not hurting the snake. I could hear the dog squealing in the background. It was actually like something out of a horror movie, Mr. McKenzie said. He said that while it was always best to call the professionals in an emergency situation calmly, Trying to uncoil the snake worked best not to harm either animal. In an emergency, he mentioned there that um, the classic, the uh, the classic move um, that uh, when when a snake is biting, that you just uh, you you put a, a little a little finger up its up the uh, up, up the, the, just, up, up yeah, the cloaca. yeah up the uh, up the um, yeah up uh, its, the, the couch up, up the its couch toilet area seat. yes yeah, up, up the couch. Yeah, uh, not the living room because that's that's where it's biting. Yes, but not yes. the kitchen, but, but up the up the up, couch yes. end. Yeah, yeah. Does that does that? Oh, or just like oh, I don't like to go. I, I guess then that the hard part is you got a very very uh, fine amount of time from when you've you know inserted the finger you know um, up into the uh, up into what what yeah what you could only describe as the snake date cloaca. Um, the cloaca, um, but yeah. but before before it turns around to try and insert its fangs into your arm rather than the puppy. Well, it's like go of the puppy. It's solved, isn't it? Tick. Solved. Win. Problem yeah. solved. Problem yeah. solved. Um, uh, let's see. An emergency situation wrapped around is probably not enough time for a snake catch to get there. Dog will probably be dead by then, unfortunately. Mm. The point. main thing is the bite from a python is not going to kill your dog. It's going to more be the constriction from the snake. So the main thing that needs to happen is to try and get the snake's coils off the dog. He said he hears about cats and dogs being attacked by snakes a couple of times a year. It's definitely something that we need to create awareness about and make sure people know what to do. Miss Douglas said Panda is miraculously well, despite recovering from lacerations caused by the snake's fangs. Fangs. were embedded in the dog's face. Ouch. Ouch. Wow. That's a story only in Australia. Well, maybe Florida. Yeah, Not welcome to our international listeners. That Australia <laughs> is a really yes. safe place to be yes. a little puppy called Panda. That's right. There's no, I mean, the beach, what was it? Paradise Beach? Was it? No, sun, sun, Sunshine Beach. Sunshine Beach? Yes. Sunshine oh, Beach. Golden Just Beach. A, golden Beach with a shark. Go, yeah, Sunshine Beach. Oh, the shark. No, Sunshine oh, Beach. Sunshine Beach up the, there. Where yes. Panda was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah lovely part Python. of the world. Lovely yes. part of the world. Not many snakes there, I don't think. Just no. that one. Just that one, and it's and it's now been moved to a, a a fabulous home where it's got all the puppies that it can curl around for to its heart's content. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, beautiful little farm that it's gone to. Anyway, <laughs> all righty, how are we doing for time, mate? What do you want to um do you want to talk about grass seeds? Yeah, or let's another... talk about grass seeds. Yeah, yeah no, that right. sounds good. Let's um let me just pull up the disclaimer because you know it's been a while. Oh, that that um, old nugget. Yep, that old that old that old that old nugget there. Let me see where we're going. Yeah, um, I think all it goes something about all on this show here it is, is on this show, nature. It, it, it's still generally nature. So please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. To our best to provide the most up to date information, as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. So, um, I thought we'd talk about grass. 
seeds, Lewis, because yes. we have been pulling out grass seeds out of dogs' feet um, like crazy people at work. Right, Certainly right. Certainly not in the last week while well, I haven't been there, but um, we had a, we had an interesting one that came from a, uh, you know, what, what we'll only describe as St. Elsewhere Vet Clinic that um, had a, uh, a, a dog that presented with a, um, a, it was coming in for a splint change on its leg. So it had hurt its leg two weeks beforehand. And so the vets had taken some x-rays and thought there might've been something happening in the wrist, put a, um, put a, a splint on the, on the dog's, uh, on the dog's foot, changed it over the next week. Now this is a Westie. So we know that Westies can get quite, um, uh, can get quite, you know, bad dermatitis and things like that. So came in to see us for the second splint change. And so I've taken the splint off the dog's leg and I thought, there is something that's a little bit ripe here around this dog's foot. And so I went fishing in around the dog's feet and found three grass seeds in between this little Westie's toes and abscesses that were there associated with them. So we had a broken wrist and three, Three grass seeds with abscesses. Is that what you're saying, Robbie? It was it was it was an amazing thing. So so yes. So the um so so there the was a, it, it took some delicate um uh, sort of dancing around from um on on my behalf mm. of Doctor Do- oh, Delicate. Yes, yeah, you know that's about that's me talking about Doctor Elsewhere. Yes, yeah. Um, about how do we try and avoid this? And the hard part was was that the wrist was swollen, but whether or not that was swollen because of the grass seeds that were in the yeah. foot or whatever. So we kind of had to, and because they'd said, well, hang on, there's a fracture here and X-ray, x-rays weren't necessarily all that awesome. So, um, so we had to try and then be negotiating this dog. That's got abscesses in its toes, um, dermatitis because it's a Westie and it's, and it's summertime and it's got allergies anyway. Um, and trying to be managing that. So anyway, grass seeds, you know, what a fun place to find. So these grass seeds wow. have been hiding inside of these bandages for two weeks because Gosh. the dogs had that, you know, they haven't gone up through the, uh, they hadn't gone up through the, through the dressing. That's for sure. So, well, maybe, maybe the, they, the, the initial, I mean, grass seed had gone in, in the, in the wrist and caused a fracture and then migrated down to the foot, Robbie, to, that, um, that, that might, that might've been the, discuss the how doctor elsewhere may have thought would happen. Yes. And, then, and then on that day, their x-ray machine wasn't working as well as it had a bit of a problem. Had, had, it was having a moment. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. So we had. Um. So we've had that dog. We've had a, a, another dog come in for a for a groom. Um. And the owner said, "Oh, can you squeeze its anal glands and trim its toenails?" And this is a really anxious oodle dog. And so, so the Sean, Sean, yeah, Shawnee, mate, <laughs> Sean, in you come. So, anal glands, nail trims, mate. This is your. This is you. And you so come. As it, so as it turns out, I um I I took this one and I was having like oh. again, there's something weird happening with this dog's feet. And so happened to find an entry wound in the in the foot, but then exit wound uh, in the in between the toes, but the exit wound was actually around the back of the dog's pad. It had already started it had migrated up about three, three or four centimeters. It had been shot. It had been shot in the foot yes, with a grass oh. seed. Whoa. What? Yes, oh. with a bow and arrow. Oh. Oh, I thought you were saying been entry and exit wounds, mate. I, I thought we were talking about John Wick's number four. John Wick's a, a double tap. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So grass seeds. So there's a lot of them around at the moment. You know, I wonder if it's got something to do with El Nino, you know, this hot, humid. Um, I reckon we were seeing grass seeds a little bit earlier this year than what we usually do, but now it's all wet. I reckon the grass is going to get even bigger. And I also um, postulate that it's because of COVID that the councils have been struggling to actually have people being able to go and trim the grasses too. So I think the grass has been allowed to go to seed. So yeah, we just had so many dogs getting grass seeds, usually around their feet, but you always got to keep an eye them for in other little um orifices as well like out through their through their ears you know up mm. around in their groin and in their, in their armpits ears, yeah. and things like that so um what a grass seed so we're talking generally about the little foxtail shaped um uh grass seed so they're like a little um almost like a little arrowhead and what happens is they get into the dog's feet. And once they get into the dog's feet, they just start to migrate through the skin. So initially they penetrate in, but the entire seed can actually make its way up into the skin. And once it's in there, obviously it's going to take infection with it's going to take bacteria. So you're going to have an abscess it forms. But the problem is that grass seed can migrate further. And so it's a really, really difficult thing. If you leave it in there for too long, it can be really hard to try and find where that grass seed's actually gotten to. So the, the, I reckon the classic clinical signs of a, of a dog that's got grass seeds is, an, is irritation. Um, you know, you can have grass seeds sitting in the skin and they're not going to cause any problems. It's once they penetrate the skin, you're going to see the signs. So once they penetrate the skin, the dogs will often start licking. So they'll be licking at their foot. And it's often one spot where they're just licking, licking incessantly. So if you've got a dog that's been licking at its foot and it's looking really moist, probably a good idea to get it checked out because it may be that your dog's got an abscess or a seed sitting in there that's starting to migrate in. Sometimes we're lucky. And when the dog comes in, we can actually milk that grass seed out with the dog conscious, can't we? Yeah, and we feel mm. pretty good about ourselves that we mm. that, that we give it a little squeeze and then out comes the, out there, well, out comes the grass seed and boom. A little bit of local anesthetic on the spot and perhaps some forceps in there if we can gently do that. And get, Absolutely. just get it out easily. Yeah, that, yeah. that's so satisfying. Oh, so yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Um, but I don't tend to try and sort of muck around with them too much because if you can't get it easily, then all you're doing is just going to cause the animal discomfort. So in that case, mm. I usually then go for sedation and then go in there and explore that, uh, explore that abscess with the animal under sedation. So you can actually get in there and have a good, um, good probe around. But sometimes we get frustrated, Lewis, and we can't find the seed, can we? No, it's annoying, mate. It's it's nothing worse than than giving a sedation and even cutting into it and opening it up and sort of you know flushing it out and you still don't find the seed and you just hope that you haven't missed something or, or left it in there and you know bandage it up, put them on it, perhaps some antibiotics if they need it, and then um hope that it gets better. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, I always say to owners, you can only remove, you can't remove what you can't find, mm. but we certainly go in there and we'll have a really good look. And like, I don't tend to, open, like, I'll, I'll certainly probe around them. I tend not to open them right up straight away all the time because sometimes the grass seed will go in and then come out or the mm. grass seed will be in there and it might've only been a small one and it may have been there for quite some time and it may, a lot of it may have already been broken down. So um, so I'll usually give them a probe. If I can't find anything, I flush it out. Delusion's the solution to pollution. And then yep, antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, bandage for a bit and see what's going to happen. The good thing is if there is still a grass seed in there, well, once they come off the antibiotics, the abscess usually then comes back, but it usually comes back over the spot where that grass seed is. So usually I, I find that that's a pretty good telltale to be able to get in there and go, right, this is the spot mm. where you need to cut. And if it does come back, then yeah, 100% I'm doing surgery on those animals so that I can open them up and explore that area really well. It's interesting you mentioned the, the antibiotic stuff. I'm certainly along your lines and maybe maybe we're dinosaurs, mate, but uh, I've got a couple, uh, couple of vets at, 
at uh, who I work with who won't put them on antibiotics, but instead put a poultice on, um, and right. uh, and then uh, and then get them back in a couple of days and then check again. So it's interesting that there's different ways of doing it. But certainly, I, you know, yeah, I'll have a pro, a little bit of a probe, and if I don't get anything out, I will do what you do. I certainly think antibiotics is is a prudent way to go, and then assess when you come off. Does it come back? Does it, you know, not come back? All right, we need to go and do some surgery. So, but, uh, but yeah, there's a couple of vets that, um, that, uh, that I work with that, yeah, that won't use antibiotics and actually sort of, um, poo poo de- you don't, de- deter- you yeah. yeah, deter me as, as using them for that sort of thing. So, yeah, not really sure. I guess horses for courses and, um, and, uh, what works, what works, works, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess if you, if you can get it all out and the, you know, if the infection comes away and the, and, and it doesn't come back, well then happy days, the animal does have an immune system, but I know, that, you know, you know, usually you look at and you go, well, hang on. If there's, you know, if there, if there's pus there, if there's pus, there's infection. So yeah. But, yeah. Know, and they're, they're licking and they're irritated by it. So you sort of got to try and I feel you need to do something. So, um, yeah. yeah, but interesting, but uh, yeah, usually I'll do what you do. And certainly the ones, that, that we find in the ER, they can cause really sudden, painful um, yeah. sort of, you know, dog really scratching and whining. I had a, uh, a friend who um, he, their dog uh, jumped off their bed um, right. during, the, during the night and jumped on, on the ground and started yelping. Yeah. And they thought, oh, it's hurt itself, you know, injured, uh, injured a leg or something like that. It was really yelping. So they took it to the emergency vet. They rang me middle of the night. I said, oh, you got to emergency. I can't help you. And uh, I looked down the ear and, yeah, it was a grass seed that had obviously just penetrated the uh, the eardrum when it, yes. when it jumped, jumped off the bed. So amazing the pain that they can cause. Oh, absolutely. And um, and so, and they can migrate into really weird areas too, like – um. You know, I remember mum and dad had a dog that um, you know, years ago that had a grass seed that actually migrated into its chest yes. and then it ended up with a pyothorax. So mm. it's a, an infection in the chamber, like the, the tissue around the lung, uh, around the lung area. So yeah, it can, they can be, they can be pretty gnarly things. So, you know, I mean, now you know, the, the best way I think you know, prevention is always better than cure. So I always say to owners, if you can just walk your dogs around where the short grass, you know, mm. you know, just try, try and avoid the long grass if you can. Um, if you've got Poodle dogs, make sure you, you you keep them keep them groomed and clipped up. It's much easier to find them in non-haired feet than what they are in big hairy shaggy feet. Um, but I, if you haven't been walking them through the grass or they are having a lick, have a look and if there is moisture there, if there's some discharge, if there's pain, probably a really good idea of getting your pet to the vet because it could be that there could be a seed hiding in there. Yeah, there's a good little study that was done a couple of years ago. The in the Australian Veterinary Journal, I think, talking about grass seeds, and they, the, I'm not sure uh, exactly how it went, but the the summary of the article was: if you just brush your dog, you're a long haired dog. If you just brush them all over once a day, that significantly reduces the chance of getting grass seed problems. Right. That was that was in uh, in comparison to people checking the feet and checking the ears daily. You know what I mean? So obviously yeah, right. if you brush the dog once a day, but then as well as that, you're checking the feet, you know, each day after, after walks, if, if it's grass seed season, which it is um, checking their ears um, and maybe checking around their bum or something like that. Those sorts of areas where, where grass seeds we often see, but, but they found that actually just brushing the coat once a day, not focusing on particular areas, just brushing the whole dog really helped um, reduce the chance of, of getting grass seeds. So wow. there you go. Cool little study, actually a helpful yeah. study. Good there one. you go, there you go, and mm. the, and the dogs like it as long as they like being brushed too. That's true, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. All righty, now we have you got any mailbag questions this week? Are we I, any we'll touch on next week? 
Yeah, yeah. So we um, we were asked uh, last year about uh, about the benefits of CBD oil for dogs and cats oh, as right. a uh, as an adjunct for analgesia or pain relief for animals. So um, up up until the end of last year, when the world kind of ended, I was doing it, starting to do a little bit of research on that. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to finish off that. So I'll present that next week or the week after. Um, so if you've got any other topics or anything like that that's been burning in your little head that you'd like to find out about, then uh, send us an email at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com um, or you can uh, send us a, a little note on on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks and all those other fun places that all the all the cool hip cats are, are, are playing with. And uh, in the meantime, you know, keep your puppies away from snakes. Uh, you know, try sing, find a find a nice little lullaby to to sing to your dog when they're getting their blood test done, and and you know, Lewis might uh, start doing some more requests as well. Yeah, we have got another email as well that came. Oh, excellent! In, uh, uh, talking uh, from Emma Billing Billingy Billingy, so we might we might touch on that uh, that next week as well, mate. If we if we have oh, some time. So thanks thanks for the email, Emma. We'll definitely get to it next week. We'll make sure we hit that and a few of the other things that people have been sending us next week. So if you've got That's some right. stuff that you want us to cover, then please hit us up and we will uh, we will include it in the show. Fantastic. Alrighty, mate. Well, I think that's a wrap. Um, we'll. Um Scratch you later. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.